Santa Claus didn't visit Springfield until the year 1945 after making an agreement with President Harry S. Truman. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, it's Spring Food Mo. I'm Dan Howell. And I'm Mandy Carr. That was our first user-submitted fun fact from User? Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> we, well, we're a full multimedia interface now with an app and everything, right? Mm-hmm. We had those plans. We have an app? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> User-submitted. Um, that was from Andrew. Remember, these are completely unvetted. I do not check these. Um, but that one seemed legit. I think it's true. Yeah. I think it's true. So we have something special on deck today. We're going to do an all- food mails food mail finally <laughs> <laughs> people have been asking that we not review restaurants and just talk about ourselves i'm getting a lot of requests for us to talk more about concerts that we went to <laughs> people seem to really people love, love those. it <laughs> so we do have a couple announcements up top first of all starting on january 1st we are moving to tuesdays that's right so this is only going to affect you if, you know, it's a part of your Monday routine, which I totally understand. However, we think it'll be cool. We think it'll be a positive change because as of right now, we aren't able to respond to people's reactions to episodes for like two weeks because yeah, like right now, the civil episode hasn't even come out. It comes out tomorrow as we record. So if you <laughs> we would, if we uh, wanted to respond to what people had to say about uh, Chad Chadstraw, <laughs> we'd have to wait until next week. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not going to get the people's <laughs> input on that great A guest appearance. So it's going to ramp up our production schedule a little bit, but I think I can handle it. So we'll record on Sundays, re- release at, uh, you know, Tuesdays, Tuesday mornings at midnight. Hopefully yeah. that'll work. So from here on out, Tuesdays, or at least until I get worn out. Go ahead and continue not listening to pretending to be people on Mondays, um, but just wait until Tuesday for our show, actually, and then you can listen to theirs after. It's really good. Have you been, have you been following along with it? We don't need um, to talk I, about this I for listened too to long, the second episode. I haven't gotten into the third and fourth yet. Yeah, it's really fun, but they, people still shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> we have another announcement as well. But we're going to wait until the questions to get to that. So should we get into the questions? Yeah, let's get into the questions. And if Dan just a couple of food mail walk into the box, gonna check the food mail moment. Not as loud. <laughs> no, not near as loud. <laughs> Maybe I like we it, should though. just switch to the Christmas one all year round. I say just take the <laughs> bells out of it, and then we've got the definitive version. <laughs> Our first question comes from the username Slayer Burrito. It's great. Favorite Chinese place in Springfield. Now, Andy, this is something we haven't tackled yet. We haven't. Yeah. Why is that? You know what? Let's look at this other question, too. Rachel asked us, uh, cashew or sweet and sour? So those are related. Here's our big announcement. Starting in January, Chinese New Year. It's our mini-series about Springfield Chinese food. That's right, Andy. And specifically cashew chicken uh-huh for you we'll get into all that once we actually start the mini series but every single episode in january gonna cover a springfield chinese restaurant we're gonna go over the history of uh, cashew chicken in springfield starting on january 1st tuesday with liang's Ooh, the pinnacle the, the birthplace creator, the birthplace yeah we're, we'll get into that uh <laughs> also later in the month we're going to be visiting our listeners favorite Chinese places, and we're going to figure out what those are with a listener poll, 
which you can get to in the show notes for this episode. And also, we're going to be promoting it on Instagram and Facebook and all that. So please take the poll. Tell us where to eat. Yes, please. We'll be doing the top two listener results right. in the like, fourth and fifth weeks. Of we're going to do... This. Dan's in my favorite, which Absolutely. we won't announce yet. We're going to do our listeners' two favorites, and then we're going to end with something really special if everything goes according to plan. So are we to forego Slayer Burrito's question? I think it will be answered. You heard it here, Slayer Burrito. You're just going to have to stay tuned to hear the answer to your question. Hey, I wonder if in the holidays he changes it to S-L-E-I-G-H-E-R Burrito. <laughs> So here's another question. This comes from Tom. How do you choose places to eat when traveling to other cities? Do you guys stick with familiar chains or venture out? I actually know Tom. He is a good friend of mine, one of my favorite people, and I have been to a lot of chains with him on the road. <laughs> I've been on a ton of road trips with him. Our preferred method was to go to places that were chains that were outside of Springfield. Um, we went to Jack in the Box, White Castle, and Crystals. So you mean chains that you cannot go to in Springfield? Yes, right. absolutely. Okay. Whataburger and Solid. one of my favorites, Lion's Choice. Oh, Up in okay. the St. Louis area, we yeah. would visit there a lot with the roast beef sandwiches. Big fan of that place. Um, as far as like other places, I always plan to try and visit like the best place but unlike you i am not great at aggregating that information <laughs> i just end up like googling best place in x and mm -hmm. get whatever the google result nearest to me is you know that method seems great i'm kind of envious that you're able to just kind of do it on the fly because i do tons of research and try to figure out i get like anxiety not anxiety is not right yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> i think get anxiety about making the right choice for places to eat whenever i'm out of town i like to mix it up though i'll find the best places or the places that seem the most intriguing to me in the city but i also like to visit the chains i'm a frequent west coast visitor there's a lot of great chains out there uh rubio's in and out Del Taco, those are kind of the big three for me. Love to hit those up every time I'm, I'm out that way. And I mean, as somebody who's been on a lot of trips with you, I appreciate all the research you put into it because I've gotten the chance to try a lot of foods. Yeah, um, that like were kind of picked by you in various trips we've taken. Was I there for your first In and Out and Del Taco? Was that when we oh, went yeah, to Austin? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what a privilege to have been there for that to get yeah. to watch someone's face. My buddy Dan experiencing those tasty tacos and burgers for the first time. Not to mention Rudy's breakfast tacos, oh, the yeah. pinnacle of but breakfast. You know what? Food <laughs> People know all about that already <laughs> if they listen to our very, very long uh, Food is Everything segment in the Scully's episode. By the way, what happened to Food is Everything? <laughs> Let's just go ahead and rehash that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We'll see you guys in 20 minutes. Just get forward. We're going to talk about Austin again. <laughs> But yeah, I do like to mix it up. I will not. I refuse to eat at a chain that we already have in Springfield when I'm on vacation. How about you? You know, I, I'm sure I've eaten at plenty of places on vacation that we also have in Springfield. But typically, I like to stick to some place, especially if I can find like a White Castle. That's my go-to. Yeah. But yeah, I like to, e even if it's just a chain restaurant, I want some place that we don't have here. Mm -hmm. When my family went to New York City in 2006, I was, you know, 22 or something. We saw the set of Spider-Man 3. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> was it as good as you anticipated seeing the set? I, I don't know. We didn't anticipate seeing it. It was just there. But we went to Olive Garden 
on the times in Times Square. Oh yeah, I think there's a um, bad. Like, why a did we do that? The un- unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt that takes place at the Olive Is Garden there? on Times Square. I've yeah. only watched the first season, <laughs> but I think since then I just determined to not waste a meal on vacation. What a good question! I like that question a lot. Next one comes from Charlotte, aka Andy's mom. <laughs> mom sent us some great questions. That's her username on um, yeah, Instagram. It's Andy's, Andy's mom. mom. <laughs> she asks, "What type of pizza do you like best?" I don't know what she means. Flavor, topping, or oh, establishment? Yeah. I don't know. Or style, even like a thin crust versus pan. Uh huh. Um. I mean, I my answer that I wrote down for this was just barbecue pizza. I love oh, a okay. good barbecue chicken pizza. That's great. You know, I more and more like to mix it up. My go to is generally a sausage. I want a meat, tomatoes, and onions. Like three toppings, some kind of meat, tomatoes, and onions. And I more and more I'm moving away from eating red meat for environmental reasons. Not that I don't eat it. You got a big old juicy red steak here in front yeah. of you right now. Actually. Basically, <laughs> what I want is just a fillet. <laughs> On top of a personal pan pizza. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. I mean, I'm still a good person, right? <laughs> mom also asked, this, this is bizarre. This is actually, we've already cleared this up via text. Andy's but, mom, to be clear, not my mom. Right. My mom said, have you tried Randy's Donuts? We should try Randy's Donuts. Here's the thing. Randy's Donuts was open less than a year, and they closed in June of 2017. Yep. When I got this, I thought mom was talking about the iconic Randy's Donuts in LA. Like, you'll see it in movies. It's in Mars Attacks. It turned out she did mean the one on Sunshine, which she'd driven by several times. They just, it doesn't, it looks like it's still open. There's no, like, closed sign. It's still there, but it's been closed for over a year now. It's been closed? Yeah, they closed in June of 2017. Okay, I had no idea. (laughs) Wow. It was just an offshoot of Daylight Donuts to compete with Hertz. They were open 24-7 and had some, like, goofy donuts and stuff. I went in there a couple times at, like, 2 in the morning, you know, when they were open, and it just tasted like Daylight Donuts, like, pretty bland, grocery store style. Maybe we should break into the abandoned Randy's Donuts and uh, see if there's still any donuts We'll do a live episode. (laughs) (laughs) Next question is from Laura. What is your family's most frequented restaurant, either growing up or nowadays for holidays and birthdays, etc.? Uh, my family really loved Captain D's. They oh. still do. <laughs> um, which I mean, don't even get me started about Captain D's French fries. I think they are one of the highest quality of fast food French fries. Um, but I have a lot of fond memories of eating just <laughs> straight up fried, battered everything more like captain a, a, a plus <laughs> yeah um and also chinese chef on enterprise that's oh, um, okay. just kind of connecting to the chinese new year that's about to start that's one that my family frequently visited interesting and i i like their cashew chicken a lot it's a it's very good unless they win in the polls or something i don't think we're planning on covering yeah them. probably not my family loves Celito lindo and we will cover Salito Lindo eventually, but it's going to have to be a special occasion episode because I've got a long, long history. I've been there over 500 times. Jeez. Like, that's not an exaggeration. 500 plus times. I've been there many times with you and various <laughs> members of your family. Yeah. You, you hanging out my family without me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> me and Tim just got some Salito Lindo the other day. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. He loves that three tacos and a soda combo. <laughs> he said you weren't available. He said he texted you. <laughs> yeah, my dad texts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing anyone's ever said on this podcast. <laughs> we had three people ask the exact same question or a variation on the same question. Rachel asks, what's your favorite restaurant for a date with your dime pieces? Tamara asked, 
How about date night places, casual or fancy? And Sean asks, what is your idea of the perfect date? (laughs) I think Sean will probably come up a little bit later (laughs) in this podcast. Lindsay and I like to try out a lot of different places. So we have several different places sort of in the stable. But the place that we go most often is one that we'll be covering in February, probably. And that's Ramatai. Yeah, I would say my gorgeous dime piece and I, <laughs> the, our most frequented place would probably be Zyka. We really, oh, yeah. really That's enjoy. a good one for us too. Yeah. Yeah. That and we we do like Ocean Zen as well. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Just for like a nice Dude, sushi hang. We do that yeah. for happy hour. That's going to come up later as well. Oh, yeah. I don't How know have that we not I've seen each there. other? I, I'm not a big happy hour frequenter, um, which we'll get into later whenever I answer well, a question. With Let's that just go ahead and friends. get to that. Sarah asked, what's your favorite happy hour in town? My favorite happy hour is Ocean's Inn. Not a big happy hour frequenter, Sarah. Um, I, I don't really know that I have a standard for happy hour. Yeah, I love Ocean's Inn's happy hour. They have a lot of great sort of uh, you know half-price appetizers and sushi deals and poke bowls. It's a lot of good stuff there. <laughs> it's real good. I also like their drive-through for a nice uh, pick sushi. Yeah, Ocean's Inn has like a drive-through around huh. the back. It's very nice. No idea. Oh, Sean asks, "Will you go to prom with me?" <laughs> Known pervert Sean. <laughs> uh, Sean and I went to prom together. <laughs> not as not as dates, but you know what? This is a question that isn't on here. Dan, did you go to your prom? I did go to my prom, yeah. You and I have this huge like gap where we don't really know that much about each other. Like we've been friends forever, but we have this I have no idea what you did or what you were like in high school. Yeah, we didn't go to high school together. Uh I graduated in 2014 and I think you graduated in ni- 1998. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> no. I graduated in 2005, so we went to different high schools, nor did we go to high school at the same time. But we will get yeah. to this We'll get to this, but I was, you went to prom. Yeah, I absolutely went to prom. I went to prom with somebody I had just met <laughs> the, the day of prom. Sounds awesome. Um, I was like set up through a friend of mine. It was, it was very nice. It was yeah. a lovely evening. I, you know, I had a, like, you know, a major high school girlfriend during my senior year, major as in it was like a serious relationship for high school, but we broke up like a month before prom. And so I just decided to go by myself to avoid drama and dude was awesome (laughs) it was so cool i thought i was like the baddest dude there because i didn't wear a tie (laughs) actually our prom was just a couple floors up from here in the tower club oh really yeah yeah. glendale high 2010 not 2014 (laughs) like i said to make myself seem even younger (laughs) oh it was 2010 (laughs) okay Yeah, I danced with a bunch of different people. Wasn't tied down. Had a great time. Prom was good. Sean was there. I think he had a seri- more serious girlfriend at the time. So I didn't get to dance with him. <laughs> <laughs> Sean was my bandmate, which we we, make, we will get into later. Cassie asks, do you leave food on the plate at the restaurant or get a to-go box? Slash, how long do you keep your leftovers in the fridge before calling it? I absolutely get a to-go box. More often than not, I will ask for it as my meal arrives so I can put half my meal in there. It's a portion control thing. Like I kind of struggle a little bit with eating way too much every time. I can't help it. So if I can get that food out of the out of the way where I can't see it, I'm not gonna eat it. Yeah, I'm I'm never leaving anything substantial on the table if it's just something I don't like and haven't eaten. Mm -hmm. I'm usually cleaning my plate, honestly, but uh uh as far as how long they stay in the fridge, I usually finish my leftovers like 
that very evening. Yeah. Just later that night, I have a craving for the food I had earlier in the day. Man, I I will push it because I tend to be really busy. So if I have a dinner on a Monday, the chances are that I won't have an opportunity to eat at home again until like Thursday or Friday. And it kind of depends on the item. You know, if there's meat in it, it's a little bit dicier. But if it's just like pasta or something like that. Sure. Honestly, hold up. I'll let pasta go for a while before yeah. I eat it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, and I think a, a lot of that may be overblown, too. Like, some people have a real stigma with that. Like, mm-hmm. I know certain people that just won't eat leftovers. Yeah. I love fast food leftovers whenever oh, yeah. I have them. Like, Or not even fast food, but restaurant yeah. leftovers. Fast food, I tend to just eat everything. I don't yeah. know what the deal is. Like, the portions are just right most of the time. It's not built to hold up, usually, Yeah, to the refrigerator. Uh, the Scully's Instagram account asked us who farted. <laughs> that was probably Joe. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a good answer for that. Cause I don't know what instance he's referring to. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a safe assumption that it was Joe. who farted. <laughs> oh yeah. <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> he's a heat head. So there's probably a lot going on in that belly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Chris R asks any word on hot cluckers. When are they going to feed my face? <laughs> Well, their last Facebook update uh, talked about having open interviews on December 10th and 11th. So we're hoping we're hoping they'll be <laughs> opening <laughs> in January or February. Whenever it is, we'll be there with the Spring Food, the Spring Food Mo Heathead Council. We had a couple more people do similar questions, and I'm I've been looking forward to this one. This is Jeffrey and Adam. Uh, Jeffrey asked, "What kinds of restaurants would you like to see in Springfield that we don't already have?" And Adam asked, what type of restaurant do you think Springfield is lacking? I said Ethiopian because I've always heard about Ethiopian food, but I've never actually had it. So I'd really like to try that. And a wider range of Jamaican food. I'd love to have like more of a sampling beyond the wonderful Jamaican patty co. Did you ever go to Rasta Grill? No. No. I mean, that was uh, the dude who owns grad school and J.O.B. That was his venture before those. Oh, really? It was cool. Yeah. I remember going a couple times. I think it went for... It might even have been my high school. Gra- it wasn't my high school graduation. I had some big event there as a kid. Parents hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I also had Ethiopian on my list. I used to live with an Ethiopian man in Portland. He did not know how old he was because oh. there was no record of his birth. He knew he suspected he was in his forties, but he would cook Ethiopian dishes. So it would be like um, basically basically spicy beans hmm. was a big thing. But they, it was spicy, but almost like a mint. A couple times I ate with them. They were really tasty, but it was very different. That sounds great. I wish I, you know, was a little bit more. At the time, it's not that I wasn't adventurous, but I think then I, I was less excited about it than I am now. Like, sure. Looking back on it, I could have been a little bit more enthusiastic. I think Springfield needs real dim sum. We have places that that have dim sum on the menu, but it's like an appetizer platter, and that is not what dim sum is. Dim sum is like steamed meat-filled buns, uh, you know, dumplings. Some you get fried stuff, but just a huge variety. So you get these buns, and they all have. When I say buns, it's like a bread ball, mm-hmm. but it's stuffed with meat in the middle. Oh, but it's like awesome. gooey. It's like gooey meat. Oh, it is That's awesome. So good. I've had it a couple times. Uh, there's a international chain called uh, I think it's Din Tai Fung. There's not very many in the U.S., but there's a bunch in Asian countries. There's one in L.A. that's a big deal, and my friends ordered some of that last time I was out there, and it was delicious. But the deal is, it's basically like you just order seven different kinds of appetizers, and everybody shares. Sure. And then this summer, we were in San Francisco, Lindsay and I, and a few other people were in San Francisco, and uh, 
we went to Chinatown, I went to an actual dim sum place and it was wild because we didn't know what the portions were and the menus weren't in English. We we're just like, that looks good. That looks good. And it turns out whenever you made an order, you weren't ordering one, you were ordering like a bag of three sure. or six or whatever their amount was. So we wound up with like this massive <laughs> bag of food and it was like $10. It was so oh, cheap. Wow. Yeah, that was That's great. Awesome. It was one of my favorite meals that we had out there. And like we, you know, we're, I'm a planner. So we had all these meals planned out and that yeah that was one of the best ones so we need a dim sum here for sure i also think we need a real jewish bagel place or jewish deli with uh, we have legacy bakery but they don't have a storefront anymore sure i don't know if anybody's been to mashugana in kansas city which is awesome like they make their own bagels in house and have locks and everything i would love it if we had something like that that would be awesome and we may have something like that here that i'm just not aware of so somebody knows you know uh write in let us know Aaron asks, are you feeling any increase in pressure to not openly dislike something? Ooh, great question. No. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no um, way, Aaron. I'm going to say not not really. Um, it's uh, My feelings about that are pretty complicated. I will say that we have more listeners than I think either of us ex- expected to have. And because of that, I am definitely thinking more about how I'm phrasing things, sure. trying to be as inoffensive as possible while still, if I have a negative feeling or opinion, still expressing that. With the, really, the only place we've really gone hard on is Ziggy's. Yeah. But I, they deserved it. Like, know, I feel like we've yeah. been very fair with every place that we visited. And that's a lifetime worth of Ziggy's eating, I mm-hmm. think, went into that review. Yeah. You know, we I, I did make some factual mistakes, uh, too, that we got called out on. And uh, <laughs> Michael Cho, the chef at Craft uh, Sushi, did respond to my criticism of their music, <laughs> 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 which is really fun. And I told him next time I expect just Sun O albums played in full. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Give me that drone. <laughs> That's not even necessarily related to what Aaron asked. How do you feel about it, Dan? In, in honesty. I don't know that I I really have much, you know, feeling about it. I haven't tried to censor myself very much, but uh-huh. I'm I'm pretty easy to please, honestly. I That's what I hear. I, I, <laughs> I think I tend to rate these places slightly higher than you. Yeah. Um which I think gives me kind of a shield uh-huh. <laughs> against. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, because you, you rated it higher than me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the one I can just the... be like, you know, it was Andy. And <laughs> his... Have you had to do that? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> and, I'll, you know, I don't know any restaurant tours aside from the Scully's crew, which uh, they make excellent, excellent food. So yeah. I'm, I, I'm really... I haven't run into that yet. The most criticism I've received is for liking Hertz. Yeah. Which I don't get it. I, it. It was a blind taste test. I genuinely enjoyed it. I'm fine with that. I'd much rather be criticized for liking something that's generally, yeah. generally derided than. However, yeah. I love the irony that like two weeks later we found a better donut oh, than either goodness. of those places, which I think we can answer Carter's question now, which is favorite dessert place in the Ozarks. Supreme Bakery. Oh, like, yeah. There's no question. I didn't have a good answer for that written down. And I, I think that's totally it. Now, Andy's frozen custard, is that local? Yeah, no, they're not. They're oh. ba- based out of Osage Beach. Well, but, you never know. mind. 
Uh, They're I, dead to me. I went there last night and they had Andy Nog. I saw that. <laughs> Which I put on our Instagram story. I think if that was a Springfield-born institution, that would probably be my answer. Yeah. I love Andy's. I mean, it's definitely a Springfield staple. Yeah. So when we get later into our run here in a year or two, and I'm saying that in earnest because we're going to do this for a long time, maybe we can cover Andy's. I feel like that's an exception we could make. Yeah. You know, I these rules are guidelines more than anything. That's, that's how I feel about it because we just made them up out of nowhere. Well, I mean, we're going to get through all the Springfield restaurants here in 500 episodes. Only, yeah, or so. yeah. I mean, it'll be 600 years. Yeah. I mean, I'll be in my 40s and you'll be in your mid 20s. And <laughs> <laughs> Dan C asks best pretzel in town. <laughs> I have no idea. That's, that's Auntie, crazy like, Auntie Anne's, question. I don't know. I would love to. Dan is a man that has really pronounced opinions on things, so I would love to know what he thinks about it. He recommended us a restaurant that I think we have on the docket for early next year as well. The only pretzel of into. note that I know is the Gus's pretzels from St. Louis. Oh. But, that, I mean, those are yeah here in Springfield. I mean, Aunt, we used to have an Auntie Anne's in the mall. I don't know. I, do we still? But that's not I Springfield. Maybe he means like at a bar. Do, the, do do bars still put out pretzels for you to have? I don't know. I, I'm i just not generally a fan of pretzels, yeah. at even soft pretzels. I mean, maybe with some cheese sauce, but... I do make a... Well, not as often as I used to, but I used to make a fruit salad that had pretzels in it, and I would use the Snyder's ones with the, the square ones. Oh, okay. I like those a lot. Those have a nice texture, good flavor, but that's not local. It's not like Springfield, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a really great I question. Don't I just don't that. have an answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, Dan. Not you, Dan C. Next question is from Daniel Posey. He's one of the guys who co-hosts the Quality Check podcast, which uh, I'm a big fan of. So, so you know how <laughs> it's very long. <laughs> so you know how certain wines pair best with certain meats slash your entree. What if you used the same method to pair movie genres with food and drinks? So specifically, what type of food and drink go best with a drama? What type of food and drink go best with a comedy? Staying with local food and drinks is preferred if possible. Love that question. This is probably a question that we should do with them on like a collaborative episode. Of yeah, some a sort. little and crossover. We, we have, we've talked about it, so we're probably going to do some of those guys eventually. But for now, do you got anything that came to your mind? No, I thought about this for a while. I could not pair any like <laughs> local place specifically mm-hmm. with food. The only thing kind of close to answering this that I came up with was um, my dime piece girlfriend and I love to cook a nice hearty meal for Sunday night Game of Thrones. Yeah. Something just very meaty, kind of akin to what they would have in the show along with like some red wine. Um, that is, that's just been a real staple of our relationship throughout the years that's of awesome. consuming that wonderful show. That's great. Um, and it, it's kind of bled into just our Sunday night routine in general as other shows we kind of try and watch yeah, on that evening. That rules. In the past, Lindsay and I have had movie or date nights where we eat a food that's somehow associated with the movie that we're watching. So not, it's not genre specific, but it's sure. movie specific. So we went to see the trip to Italy, like the Steve Coogan, Rob Brydon movie have you watched those oh yeah they're great sure. they they're just wonderful they just eat and make i didn't jokes. love the last one all that much i've seen it to spain have not seen it yet so we went to see the trip to italy and then met actually adam who asked a question earlier we met that dude at bambino's after and sat in the back porch and had italian food after watching that movie um i like to do you know if i watch a japanese movie i tend to go get sushi soon after stuff like that yeah 
If I watch a baseball movie, I get a hot dog. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Give me a couple francs. <laughs> He's yelling for them in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel. Back to Rachel. More Rachel. She, she sent in several great questions. Thank you, Rachel. Have you always been into trying new restaurants, or is it something you are doing just because of the podcast? She actually sent this a while back. I feel like this is very much an Andy yeah, thing. I, <laughs> As I'm kind of finding out with the show, I guess I have not tried a lot yeah. of new places. I kind of stick to the same places, mm-hmm. so I think this is much more for you. I love trying new restaurants this turned something that i had been doing for a long time into work yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've talked a lot about the 417 magazine table talk newsletter sure if i hear new places opening i will anticipate it eagerly and then try it out as soon as i possibly can i teach summer school uh, for you know some extra cash during the year and whenever i get that summer school paycheck i usually have like a week you know left before the regular school year starts and i love to plot out a schedule of new restaurants to try during that time so like this year i think I, five nights in a row i tried five new places which is pretty fun that's you're, when i first really tried into Patico. plotting <laughs> i plot and i scheme good thing you're into like <laughs> new restaurants instead of like overthrowing government <laughs> institutions or something that's you do like trying new drugs <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's fortunate Rachel also asks, when and where was the first time you remember enjoying eating as an experience? That is such a good question. Yeah. Um, Rachel really coming at us with the top yeah. tier questions. One that I could not come up with an no, answer for. No, I can't come up with a specific answer. It's probably some kind of home-cooked meal. Yeah. I can think of two. There's no point in my life that I don't have a memory during which these meals weren't revered. One is my Grandma Mary's pancakes, uh, which I've I probably have talked about yeah, before. Yeah, you you've mentioned them. And second is my mom's cashew chicken. Oh, yeah. You've mentioned them to me. I don't know if you brought it up chicken, on air. Which we'll probably get into that at some point during the Chinese New Year miniseries. But those are the two that I remember the most. My family also really loves going to In-N-Out whenever we go visit my grandparents in California. So that was almost like a religious really isn't the right word. But it's definitely like a ritualistic experience when we go. It's like we go there as soon as we can sure. as soon as we get into town so probably in and out burger and then home-cooked meals are my answers yeah i don't really have a good answer for this uh something like just tickled the back of my brain um <laughs> involving craft macaroni and cheese like i can kind of remember that from oh. a very very young age mm-hmm. um being just lighting my little taste buds yeah. up but uh not specifically well, if we're doing that then Brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts or what I was oh, wanted as a man, kid. Those are so good. I those are the best pop tarts. Thousands of them in my childhood. No pop tart comes close to the brown sugar cinnamon. Yeah, my students get these all wheat brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts for their breakfast at school. Sometimes hmm. not the same. No, they reduce sugar and whole their whole wheat. No. Which is it's fine. It's good. It's good that they're. I, I believe in that. It's great that they're getting those, but it's also does not provide that same pleasure bomb. That, it's good that they're not eating like a full candy bar for <laughs> yeah, breakfast. Yeah. Basically, it is four hundred <laughs> calories and almost entirely sugar. If you eat two of them, it's it's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's what I. I mean, I have a sh- addiction to sugar now. Suggested serving size is probably just one. You're probably supposed to alligator clip that little <laughs> package. So Rachel has one more question. Dan, is there a place you actually <laughs> like to sit down and eat? I consulted with my uh, lovely girlfriend after hearing this question, reading it for the first time. 
And um, I I would like to bring it to the listener's attention that this is more her preference yeah. than my direct preference. <laughs> just She just doesn't really like going out. And uh, I love her. And I love my home. I love television. I know it's not the best thing to eat all your meals in front of the TV. But uh, generally, I, I just like picking it up and bringing it back home. As sure. far as places that I do enjoy eating in, I have a lot of fond memories of sitting around Steak and Shake and eating there. Or um, I, I like the dugout a lot. Yeah. I like the layout in there. I, it's kind of quiet usually. Um, Unless yeah. it's when they have a band. Yes, yeah, I more enjoy it for like whenever there's a sporting event on, uh, regardless of what it is. Just <laughs> kind of enjoying that and not. Yeah, I'm just gonna take this opportunity to say that if you're a restaurant that your primary function is to serve food, cut it out with the bands. <laughs> I I know that it's because I have a hearing problem that, that I feel that way, but come on, I I want to sit with my buds. I just want to <laughs> sit and talk and not have to yell. Bands are for bars. Yeah, I okay. agree. Uh, it's no knock against the dugout. I mean, it is a bar, but other places have it too. I feel I feel like the dugout's menu is expansive enough to where I I it's a real consider it more of like a You're sports right. bar than a regular than a band bar. You know. Yeah. Since we just finished up Rachel's questions, I just want to give her a public thank you. My life would be very very different had Rachel not. I don't know if intervened is the right word, but he'll me just say. When I moved back to Springfield from Portland, my life didn't have much direction. I needed a job and didn't know how to get one. I wanted to teach. And Rachel pointed me in, uh, in the direction of a job that she knew was open, and I got that job. And then a few months later, I had met Lindsay at some point, and Rachel was like, I think she's into you. You should ask her out. And I did. <laughs> and it's now been four and a half years since that happened. And I'm very happy about both of those things. So she's been a tremendous influence on my life, whether she knows it or not. It's pretty amazing. So thank you, Rachel, for like being a real good friend. Yeah, thanks, and Rachel. I don't I highly doubt that she expected to have such a huge influence on the way the direction my life would go. But thank you, Rachel. You're you're a good person. <laughs> Yeah, and I'd like to thank OK Cupid for acting <laughs> my girlfriend and me. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Did you get your job in OK Cupid too? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they had a merger with Monster.com at the time. <laughs> OK Monster. OK Monster. <laughs> so, next questions are from Samantha, who I believe goes by Sam. We know you love to eat out, but do you also enjoy cooking? If so, what is your go to recipe? I enjoy cooking, although I'm not a very good cook. Um, my go-to is barbecue chicken wings or mm. barbecue chicken legs. I like to cook them in the slow cooker and some barbecue sauce and then reapply a fresh layer of barbecue sauce, throw them under the broiler, and it gets a nice crisp on there like they've actually been on the grill. That's kind of my the, the pinnacle of my cookery. Nice. I love to cook. I don't do it as much as I would like just because my schedule is so busy especially now that we do this show but i you know i do meal prep every week i jane has tried one of my protein muffins before which i make a batch of those every sunday to have for breakfast throughout the week and then i do lunch throughout the week i do some sort of bean and quinoa uh just bowl dish you know mm. yeah get three or four different kinds of beans some quinoa it's healthy it's healthy <laughs> sounds like it. in previous episodes i've talked about my strategy where i eat very healthy for breakfast and lunch and then have whatever i want for dinner which seems to be working yeah. i don't know i ain't dead yet 
<laughs> that, that's the barometer for <laughs> yeah. healthy food but, intake. You know, I, I do love to cook breakfast. There's several different breakfast dishes I make. I make a donut French toast that's really good. I make mm. really good pancakes, cornmeal pancakes. Sometimes I make my grandma's recipe that I've talked about before. Love to try stuff out. I make that uh, kind of fruit bowl that I talked about before also. I have this really great potato dish I like to make for potlucks and stuff. It takes like two hours to prep. Uh, I was trying to make some wings in a walk earlier <laughs> this year, and I set my kitchen on fire. <laughs> that is not an exaggeration. It was one of the scariest things that ever happened to me. Dan Dan visited my house. Yes, yeah, I saw the uh, um, aftermath of it, and it was harrowing. <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. I'm all right, but thank goodness the fire department had to come. To be honest with you, haven't done a lot of cooking since then, <laughs> partially because I have not yet replaced my range hood because I've been Ooh, too yeah. busy. to. I have the, I have the hood, but... I have not had time to set it up. This is very interesting for our listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Sam also asked, any family recipes that are musts around the holidays? Um, I think I've gotten into my mom's propensity for making a lot of holiday treats. Uh, so that's probably my only real go-to. Okay, that's good. Um, my answer is not really. Um, I don't make anything specifically for the holidays. I mean... I do like to make that maple bacon pecan pie for Thanksgiving, but other than that, I don't really have any consistent recipes. My family in California has a couple rituals that they do. Uh, I will be there as this episode drops, so if you're hearing my voice right now, that's probably where I am. You might be enjoying one of these recipes. Yeah, well, this isn't so much a recipe. The only thing that we really have consistently is uh, a nut plate. (laughs) It's, It's like a legendary in the family. My uncle, Kyle, will buy a bunch of nuts just different types of nuts and they have this plate that has you know like five different sections and they'll just like fill up the different sections but he has the bags of nuts and just as people eat them throughout the weekend or out throughout the you know time everybody's there he'll refill the oh. sections so there's always nuts there for people to eat like the never-ending flame uh yeah exactly <laughs> like that sam also asks what appetizer if on the menu are you getting every time and are there any appetizers that should be removed? I don't have one I get every time, and I don't have anything that I think should be removed because my tastes aren't for everybody. But we or I do have certain things that I will get at certain restaurants every time. So we talked about the Tequinos at Cafe Cusco sure. every time Lindsay and I are there. Uh, we will get those where every time I'm on there on my own, I'll get those. Spring rolls at Ramatai. Mm-hmm um they're so good they are really good i can't wait to do ramatai <laughs> Lindsay and i had ramatai last night <laughs> um yeah i think that's it we always get the nachos at the dugout yeah that uh, that's actually where i was gonna go was the pulled pork nachos if those are showing up on an appetizer menu i really like to try those or nachos in general i just love an appetizer mm-hmm. nacho another one from sam what meal at any Springfield restaurant stands out in your mind as the best? Oh, man. Um, also, she asks, is there a worst dining experience you've ever had? And I guess we'll somebody else asked that question local. as well. The worst one. I can't remember who the other person was, but somebody else asked worst dining experience. I don't I don't know if I have an absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the Kai Tai Rama at Rama Thai might be pretty close. I do love that one. Oh, uh, Scully's kimchi fries. Yeah, I, I, those really right just kind of stand out in my mind. They should pay us. Yes, like <laughs> <laughs> they should, <laughs> even if just in kimchi fries. Last night, actually, we tried to go to Scully's, uh, and they were out. 
So oh, yeah, they do. Which sell happens. Out. I mean, it's I. I'm not complaining, but that's why we wound up at Ramatai because we got up on the sign said no fries until Monday. Oh. <laughs> Such a sad sign. Yeah. Um, as far as a worst dining experience I've ever had, um, I, this is something we've talked about possibly getting into on the show, and I'm just going to air it out right now. Okay, um, why not? Let's do it. New York style pizzeria yeah. across the street from the College uh, Street mm-hmm. Hollywood theaters. Um, th- they have hands down maybe the worst local food I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, I we got a couple of pizzas from there just like pan <laughs> single serving pizzas that were just awful um as well as their spaghetti and meatballs which i think came with two large meatballs and just the worst spaghetti sauce i have ever had I, as i said i'm one to usually finish my meal and it was one that between my girlfriend and i we left at least half of it for the trash uh-huh um, it was bad. Okay, so we can't get into this. This wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> I different styles of foods are for different styles of people. <laughs> uh, so I'm not. I'm not. I did not enjoy the food there. No. But guys, I got thrown out of this restaurant. <laughs> I, the way no that exaggeration. I, the way that I act on this podcast is generally the way that I act in life. Like I think I'm a pretty polite person, and I try to be nice to people. I had a coupon that was like for $15 worth of food at the place. And I, you know, I ordered a pizza and salad and a drink and dessert, which equaled just over $15. And the owner, I was the only person in there. It was mm-hmm. lunchtime on a Friday. Yeah. And my server was really nice. We had a good rapport. I was sitting there reading my book, you know, like I do by myself. The and person who served me was also She was very so nice, nice. So nice. And when I paid with this, she like had a deep sigh, like she knew what was coming. And she says, he's only going to let you use this for pizza. Ugh, that's such a bad And it's sign. not on there. It, it does not say that. It did not say that on the coupon. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a scam, isn't it? I said that, you know, yeah. just making conversation sure. with this woman with whom I already had a rapport. I don't think that guy heard me, but I think she went and told him that I said that because he came out and he started, he cussed me out. Like, I'm not going to repeat what he said, but he called me some pretty vile things and... I got thrown out. He told me to leave. Like I didn't pay. <laughs> he told, for, like, he told me not too. to pay for the food. Told me to leave and not come back. Yeah. Like I was blindsided. Like I was so. It took me like three hours to calm down. And I wrote this wild Yelp review. Okay, we need to get into that too. <sighs> so I wrote this review on Yelp just to blow off steam, and then I deleted the whole thing and wrote oh, really? a, and wrote a nicer version. Oh, and then I get a text a few weeks later from Dan, who I hadn't really seen in a while at that <laughs> point. Said, "Did you write that Yelp review of New York style yeah. pizzeria?" Because we had seen it beforehand, before actually checking it out, but we really just were, <laughs> me and my girlfriend really want a good pizza here in town. Um, I mean, there are plenty of good pizzas, but we're always searching out a new uh-huh. one, and we were very excited to the, for this, because it's fairly close to our home. And and I think the other New York pizzeria in town is kind of overrated. We, we did... We should have heeded the advice of yeah. this Yelp review that at the time I did not know was from some him. other Andy K. <laughs> I think my girlfriend had just read it to me and not yeah, actually yeah. read off the user. Well, it's um, not the only negative review on there either. Yeah, um, it. I you know I have no intention on ever visiting there again, even for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably the last we, we touch on. We it. talked about visiting it, and I just feel bad. Like it would be like it would be like putting out a hit. On this I'm not place. even sure if they're still open. I don't know. I 
kind of hope they they're not. He he seems like a pretty you know <laughs> pretty I, unpleasant dude, and the food was just straight up bad. In I, my I, I thought the food was mediocre at best. The salad was bad. The pizza was okay. It was I would have come back if friends wanted to go. I wouldn't try to dissuade anybody. But I I think it's the only time I remember ever being treated like that in a restaurant. And See, it wasn't even. Yeah, I feel like I didn't do anything. When I tell the story, I always feel like people are going to think I'm lying or leaving stuff out. I'm not. Like I was very nice the whole time, and the guy just went off on me yeah. because I called his scam a scam. Yeah, and we didn't have that experience with um being ejected yeah. from there. Uh, but the food was just you ejected yourselves before even knowing about that anecdote the food was yeah. very bad so you know maybe don't check that place out yeah i mean if it's your thing whatever <laughs> do what you want to do i don't want to be a person who says don't go to a person's business just like that guy might have been having a bad day but man he was not nice to me oh, yeah so uh, yeah tamra <laughs> tamra had another question i think we'll do her we're going to do a tamra question now we're going to end with a tamra question as well Ooh. Uh, Tamara says, have you tried Taj Mahal yet? So much better than Jim of India in my, so much better than Jim of India in my opinion. You've been to Taj Mahal? I have been to Taj Mahal. I yeah. think my preference is Zyka, as yeah. I said earlier. I, Lindsay used to live by Taj Mahal, so we got it for takeout mm-hmm. a few times back then. And we actually ate in a couple times and they got bad chicken. They just oh, got low grade yeah. chicken there. Sinewy, really hmm. chewy. Uh, the sauces are good. The sauces are good. And we got tofu once and tofu was pretty tasty, but just two better places two places yeah. i should say two places that i liked more in Lindsay one better more, place so. r.i.p yeah, jim of india we had somebody ask us if we were going to do a full culinary obituary for jim of india and maybe we might yeah maybe whenever this new place yeah. opens i'd like i'd like to try it before mm-hmm. diving too deep in that tamara also asked favorite place for mexican food um i enjoy salito lindo as well as the, although purple burrito is definitely my most frequented yeah. Big fan of Cesar's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Might hear them in the future. Wink, wink, ooh, wink. Ooh, wink. <laughs> Andy, please stop winking at me. <laughs> also, I like Elotes Don Antonio quite a bit. I like to get nachos and the Elotes from Elotes Don Antonio, a little food truck. Although, I think they give me gringo pricing because I order the same thing every time and it's always a different price. So, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Shay asks, Fakimfa or Bambufa? Never had bamboo, so I got to go with Fakim. I have had bamboo, and it wasn't memorable, and Fakim is memorable. So I'm going to go Fakim as well. Yeah. Though, this isn't fair because it's been a long time since I had bamboo. Going back to favorite dishes in Springfield, I'm, I I would have a hard time finding one that tops that Fakim. Fuck. Yeah. It's, oh, that, was a, like, that was like going to church. Like it, it was like a spiritual experience going yeah. there. Zach from Pretending to be People asks, how do you fold your toilet paper? Uh, I wad it up. I'm a folder. You yeah. folder, okay. Yeah, I like to fold three or four squares. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gardener's Orchard Instagram asks, who is your favorite pie flavor? <laughs> I think that must have been a typo, but... <laughs> uh, pecan. <laughs> pecan for me. Oh, man. I think apple pie, but with the caveat that it's served with some vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. We had a few people ask what inspired us to start the show, and Tamara asked how we met um which those two questions are kind of intertwined so i guess we can try and get into it we've known each other for a long time long time and i was trying to figure out exactly when it's really difficult now i go back to my first specific memory of interacting with your brother oh okay we met each other at galloway baptist church which we'll probably get into sometime if we 
when we do Galloway Grill. I feel sure. like we should do oh, that yeah. and get some old church friends on to talk about that. Sometime. I'd love that. It'd be fun. There's but. been a few of uh, old church friends yeah. asking questions this week. Tom yeah. Crow, Cassie. So I was more friends with your brother, Travis, and another guy named Nathaniel. And uh, I grew up with Nathaniel. He was like my best friend from childhood. And he brought his friend Travis to church. And yeah. Travis had a little brother named Dan that started going <laughs> at some point. Now, can we tell our real ages? Is that Are you okay with people knowing oh, your yeah. age? You yeah, seem I sensitive. am 27. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm 32. And you just turned 27. So yes, I think yeah. it's like five and a half year difference. Yeah. So I'm five and a half years older than Dan. So I my first memory of your brother was hearing him curse outside of church. We ran into <laughs> each other at a track meet, and I only did track in seventh grade, and he was in eighth grade. And he said, because I, I think I'd sent him some emails with some song lyrics or something. Your brother said, um, what was with those damn emails you sent me? And it <laughs> traumatized so cool. <laughs> me. It traumatized me. So I was like, oh, we're church friends. How could you use that word? Um. So at that time, I would have been 13, and you would have been uh, eight and a half or nine. Mm-hmm. So third grade. Oh, yeah. I was in seventh. You were in third. Something like that. So that is how long we've known each other, which is pretty wild. I believe uh, Nathaniel gave me a wedgie around that same <laughs> age. Uh, my first and only wedgie that experience. about right. Oh, my goodness. He is one month older than me. <laughs> was one month older than me. And... um. I looked up to him like an older brother. Like yeah. that was the way that relationship always went. And I think that's kind of what he wanted every person mm-hmm. in his life to yeah. think about him. We will probably talk about him at some other point, but I, we don't need to get into it right now. We're almost an hour in. <laughs> but uh, so I don't really remember. My, the details are fuzzy for me. I don't think you and I really uh, became closer until I was in uh, the Christian rock band Time of Favor. Uh-huh. And that would have been the summer of 2005 after I graduated high school. Our youth pastor invited you to come along because we were playing a Disciple Now weekend, mm-hmm. which is in where... In Marionville, Missouri. Marionville. So you just came along. I think he was trying to keep you on the straight and narrow. Oh, heck yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> and you were just hanging out and we were goofing around and, uh, you know, you were a, fun, a funny kid. I think at that time, maybe you didn't know you were funny. <laughs> Oh, no, I knew. You knew? <laughs> I definitely you did? knew, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. No, it's been a big part of my identity. <laughs> sure, sure, okay. Very early. <laughs> um, and around that time is when I quit the band and sort of stopped going to church, and so I kind of lost track of a lot of those people you included. Do you remember when we kind of reconnected? Because I really don't. I have no idea. You know, one of my first big memories from you is actually from the church years. Uh, whenever I was in seventh grade, we traveled to Louisiana together. Oh, yeah. To a uh, like church camp <laughs> in Louisiana. Is that when I asked Chris Tomlin to sign something? Thanks for the help with kindness. Yes. Yes. One of my favorite stories <laughs> about you. Um, that was absolutely that week. So that was one of my first big road trips. That's something that we've done uh-huh. a lot of we in have. our friendship um yeah i have a lot of memories from that i i remember as a part of my funny boy antics um <laughs> squirting you in the ear with a squirt gun not knowing that you had a oh my gosh i'm problem. sure that made me so oh, mad it pissed you <laughs> off i have no well if it's any consolation i have no memory of it at all i think it was like i was trying to impress <laughs> both nathaniel and another older youth uh yeah brian oh boy <laughs> But yeah, that's one of my earliest memories of you. I don't remember really. 
either when we kind of reconnected yeah. uh it was over music it, our interest really dovetailed in a way that could not have been predicted yeah i mean we just are, i mean even still you know comedy music and uh that's it <laughs> somewhere around i think like early 2011 yeah we went on a few road trips within a few weeks of each other to uh-huh. see um some big bands some really formative uh concert experiences for yeah. me um and i think that's kind of where we reconnected we saw i think i just said who in my life likes radiohead and texted you to see if you wanted to go i think on that trip we also saw youth lagoon yes yeah and um, then we saw jack white mm -hmm. and we saw later we saw paul mccartney yeah that was all just kind of one that was march through june of one year so that was a very formative year for me as far as concert experiences i don't i still don't know that i've had a bigger one and then man we've traveled together a lot because we went to my brother's wedding together as well Uh uh-huh brother's wedding and austin moved, just then, various bands and but yeah so we've kind of been up until we started the podcast we were the kind of friends who would see each other this is like most of my friends really would see each other like every six to twelve months sure something like that you know if i had an event i thought dan would be interested in or i was going to say vice versa but no it's usually <laughs> me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i think one of the last times we hung out before starting the podcast you had texted me if i'm not mistaken but one of the, t- the last the last time we hung out before starting the podcast, we went to the Alamo Draft House and watched Taxi Driver and Thirty Five mm-hmm. Millimeter. Okay, and on that trip, Dan, rec- we always kind of run down what podcast we're listening to because we're both big podcast sure. listeners. Someday, not today because we're over an hour. This is our <laughs> longest episode, and we aren't reviewing a restaurant. <laughs> we were, we really thought that this would be one of our shortest episodes. I didn't. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't. knew this would happen. <laughs> um. Dan told me that he'd been listening to the podcast Doughboys, which is where two comedians review chain restaurants. Sure. And he recommended it. I think you even said it's it's minor. You can just like dip in and out. And I listened to the first few episodes. I was like, I'm listening to this from the beginning. I more said it was minor because I didn't know. I didn't expect you to be into it as much as you were I, in my opinion, uh, right up there with Hollywood Handbook. It's it's my favorite podcast yeah. i think it's one of the greatest podcasts ever made mm-hmm. it's really great yeah and it's, it's, it's so kind good. of great for being so ramshackle and almost like they talk about how bad it is and it's not really bad but it's kind of the fact that they hate doing it makes it really good <sighs> it's, it's it's just so excellent so a couple months later after i'd gotten deeply obsessed with listening to doughboys mm-hmm. to the extent that i've like deleted other podcast feeds to accommodate yeah. my addiction i texted dan and right now we're gonna go and find the actual text <laughs> oh. <laughs> We'll cut out the, you know. So just for context here, we had not communicated since Friday, August 17th. And on September 12th, apropos of nothing, I sent Dan a text that said, should we do a Doughboys ripoff about (laughs) Springfield restaurants? And Dan responded, I responded pretty much immediately, uh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And seriously, the next day we started a Google Doc. Yeah, and I think we I, recorded. I think you started the Google Doc that evening. Oh, really? Yeah, that makes sense. I think we recorded. So that was a Wednesday, and then we started recording on Sunday. Yeah, and it's really not a Doughboys ripoff anymore. Like no. it just started as that way. Like it'd be fun to do a podcast about restaurants in Springfield. So really, the only similarities to Doughboys is that we're two, you know, white dudes talking about restaurants. Yes. but our podcast is honestly more serious and more produced. Yeah, theirs is a lot longer. Um, they're also trained. Comedian yeah, improvisers. Yeah. So, 
this has been good for my self-confidence because I laugh a lot. <laughs> like I didn't ever, I never really listened to myself try to be funny before. I'm like, oh, I actually am kind of funny. Yeah. It's yeah, nice. I really it's, enjoyed it's listening yeah. to it just as much as I have um, recording it. So yeah, this has been great, Dan. This is I'm so glad we're doing this and I hope we just keep doing it until we die. <laughs> I mean, until you die because I won't. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're immortal, but seeing as you have like you've 17, got, 18 I'm years saying, on me. Okay, you've got another at least a good 3 or 4 years left, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's how the podcast started by trying to rub off another show that we both liked. I'd done a couple podcasts before, one about the American Pie movies, one about pop culture in general, and I really love editing audio. So this was just kind of a natural extension of things I was already interested in. You can see like there's tons of original music, and it's given me a reason to do that because I used to write songs all the time, and now my life is very like static. And I don't want to say boring because it's not boring, but it's just not interesting. I got nothing to write about anymore as far as you know, ripping, my, ripping out my guts and putting them on the page. Yeah, which um, <laughs> I think... This this might lead us into our next segment, yeah. Um, but uh, I would just like to extend a thank you to Mister Andy Carr uh, for putting this show together every week. Um, I love it, man. I don't know that our listeners know truly how little I have to do with this podcast <laughs> uh, beyond showing up and eating at the restaurant each week. Well, going along with that, Dan, I couldn't do it on my own. Like, and I, yep. there, I don't think there's anybody else in my life that would be as good at it as you are. And that I would rather do it with. So, well, thank you, Andy. Yeah. And I'm, um, I'm I'm getting actually emotional. So let's stop <laughs> doing well, this. <laughs> I, I think we actually might have some gifts. Yeah, to exchange we're going to exchange gifts on Mike. Uh, <laughs> no one is listening. There is no one listening after an hour and three minutes. Well, let's hope so. Let's do this. <laughs> so, who wants to go first here? Dan had gave me a very bland looking bag, but it is even. It's much nicer than the packaging for the present that I gave him, which is an unopened Amazon package. Now, I hope this isn't some sort of gift to the Magi scenario <laughs> where we're going to give each other gifts. Incense and myrrh. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the gift of the Magi by Charles Dickens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, isn't that O. Henry? Uh, they're the same guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> O. Henry and Charles Dickens. <laughs> I should probably stop talking about uh, literature before I reveal that I have not read any. <laughs> this is a mug of some sort that Dan got me. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> Dan got me a mug with the Spring Food Mo logo on it. Much like WTF, who we are catching up to in the uh, listenership, uh, we now have mugs, or shall I say mug. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. This is so great. So dance requires some explanation. Oh. Dan loves getting takeout. <laughs> so I got Dan a, uh, it's like a bag. It's a Rachel Ray bag that keeps takeout warm. Which if you have listened to the Doughboys, <laughs> um, it's a it's a big subject on there of uh, is, the yeah. Nick Weigers. Um, so I bought one for myself as well. And I tested it out. I got Popeyes at rush hour and drove it all the way across town. It takes about 30 minutes to get to my brother and his wife's house. It was hot like it had just Ugh. come out the fryer. This is so good. Last night, yeah. I actually had to grab uh, some Leong's for next mm. week's episode. Yeah. And uh, with the Christmas uh, rush hour traffic, it was a little colder than I would have liked whenever I got it home. So this is this is awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, Dan, I love doing this with you, and here's to uh, 
a great first three months. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ridiculously indulgent uh, to do this after only 15 episodes, whatever. But, you know, we didn't want to burn one off. So Hey, we're done with the first trimester. Yeah. And we're not going dark. <laughs> you know what, podcast? I got to, you know, I got to call out. <laughs> he's got to call out. call out. Hey, podcasts. You know when people have a lot of time to listen? When they're not working. Podcasts. Don't go dark over Christmas break. Yeah, I, I'm totally with this. Or Thanksgiving break, yeah. too. I need those podcasts when Look, I'm off. Blank Shack is my other favorite. It's a movie show. And they're not doing an episode on December 29th when I need them most. So, Blank Check. You got called up. You got called up. they provide so much joy and pleasure to my life i should not do that anyway so we're not going dark that's why i wanted to do this we don't think as many people will listen to an episode on uh christmas eve so we decided to do this silly thing that we did i I think it's the best episode we've ever done (laughs) (laughs) oh boy (laughs) that's a low bar (laughs) it's not you know what i like our show we have good episodes (laughs) with that we will see you in eight days instead of seven, Tuesday, January 1st, Chinese New Year starts. Ugh. We're going from the Gregorian New Year's Day to the Chinese New Year's Day. Chinese food every episode, starting with where Cashew Chicken started, Leong's Asian Diner. I am so excited. Yeah. Our family to yours here at Springfield Mo. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. Or Kwanzaa, Diwali, Boxing Day, Hanukkah, Hanukkah is over. I hope you had a good Hanukkah. Whatever you're doing, have a happy. And eat all lots of tasty morsels. <laughs> <laughs>